So there I was, out in Hellfire Peninsula. Yes, my wee adorable little alt has made it to 60. Woot. Anyway, uh, by the way, if you don't want to hear what goes on, if you haven't been out that way yet, and don't want to hear what goes on in Hellfire Peninsula, uh, I suggest you don't listen for the next few minutes, because we're going to talk about it. So yeah, I guess you can say this is a spoiler. But if you do want to hear, out in Hellfire Peninsula, my goal, having been out in Hellfire before, my goal, I wanted to get to Falcon Watch. One, I had a dumb quest, you know, bring this message to so-and-so, so. Wanted to get out there, mainly to get the flight path, so I don't have to run. If I had quests to do out that way, they don't have to run out that way all the time. As you know, those of you who have been out in Hellfire know, it is busy. It's a busy area. There is a lot of stuff all going on around you. And I'm kind of, where, where I'm headed is behind the back gate of Thrallmore. Thrallmar, Thrall, whatever the heck it's called. I, I went out the back door where all the hellbores are, <laughs> where all the hellbores are. The hellbores are everywhere. And I'm sneaking along the ridge with the hellbores, trying to avoid the canyon with the bubbling rocks that produce worms that come out and spit stuff at you. And I'm looking at the gate. The gate that I think goes under the ramparts where all those orcs are hanging out. So I'm, I'm kind of lining myself up. I'm lining up and I'm kind of waiting for the, the paths to kind of clear out and making sure I'm not getting hit by any hellbores. And I, I line up the shot. And it's like, all right, go now, run real quick, run. And I take off and I'm flying and I'm going past bubbling rocks and worms are popping up out of the ground, spitting stuff at me. And I got a hellbore behind me and I'm picking up orcs as I go, but I'm still running. They haven't knocked me off yet. And I'm running and I'm going through the gates. And just as I'm going through the gates i run into a pair of big feet very big feet guess what i ran into guess oh come on you know the freaking reaver straight on i'm surprised it ain't in a concussion he just showed up he wasn't there and all of a sudden he just materialized before me and there he is now, I still have mobs chasing me. I do this very interesting move around him. He got real interested in me, too. And I, I, I think I went, <gasps> and, and then um, continued flying down the road as fast as my little horse could carry me. Uh, luckily, I, I showed everyone who was there laughing, because I'm sure somebody saw me doing this stunt and sniggered, and I, I lived. That just goes to show you, you must be careful out in Hellfire. Because just when you think you got a plan lined up and you're going to make it, a big-ass 70 Elite Reaver will come and step on you. And you are listening to... And welcome to For the Horde Radio. This is episode 9. Thank you for listening to all our old listeners. And if we have any of our new listeners, thank you for downloading and for listening to us. Yes, I know. My opening story had nothing to do with Alliance. It had to do with, uh, I'm almost a butt cheek of the week, but you know what? 
Nah. That was funny though. It was really an amusing moment, I will say, that all of a sudden there were the feet right there in front of me. It was quite terrifying. You get pumped up playing. You do. You, for, you sometimes forget I'm a pixel. I, I can always run back to my corpse. But I am one of those people, I don't want to run back to my corpse ever if I can avoid it. I hate running back to my corpse. I take death very personally in this game. I don't like it. And if I can avoid it, I will. So yes, my, my alt has run out to Hellfire, out to Outlands. See, 60 used to be a big deal. It's not as much of a big deal anymore. It used to be a, a big moment. Remember? Those of you, some of you out there do remember. When that was it, that was your cap. It's like, oh, you know, light shone down from above, and well, that was pretty much it. But now it's it's a little, uh, now it's like uh, still 10 levels to go. And they're really long levels. They're extremely long, long levels. Can I tell you, I am a little bit upset on this new patch and the whole leveling thing that from 1 to 60, they've dumbed it down. That's essentially what they did. They, they made it easier. And I think I know why, because so many, I have said this, so many have said this. We want more mid-game content. Give us more mid-game, please. We're sick of looking at the same thing. We want something new. And Blizzard, I'm sure, has heard this. And they sat down and said, well, let's see, what would be involved? Well, we'd need new areas and new mobs and new quests. And gee, that sounds really involved. Hmm, I have an idea. Let's just make it less painful. Let's just make the trip from 1 to 60 just less painful. So, you know, make it easier. So people don't notice how, that they're looking at the same crap. They just notice how quickly they're leveling. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. I think that was their answer. I don't think we're ever going to see more mid-game content, because I just don't. Because it would. It wouldn't involve a lot. No, they're not going to do that. So they just made it easier. And you know what? Six months from now, three months from now, three hours from now, there will be someone out there crying about how hard it is. And you will want to smack them. And so will I. You know it. There's going to be someone complaining. Oh, this is so hard. You just want to go, oh, shut up, whiny little pish. Shut up. Can I tell you what? how bad it gets, though? You hit 60? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You hit 60. It gets so evil. I wrote this down. I'm going to tell you. Because I knew. I knew it would get evil when I hit the 60. I just wanted to see how bad it got. When I was 59, to get from 59 to 60, I needed... 172,000 XP, okay? It went really quick. That was the other thing I was upset about. They didn't put this new system into effect until I what, my alt was 59. So I only got one level of easy leveling, which pissed me off. And that's the other reason I don't like it, because they did it too late for me. But anyway, so yes, from 59 to 60, 172,000 points of experience. Fine. From 60 to 61... 494,000 XP. It's nearly triple. Nearly triple the amount of XP that you need. Just for one level. I'm sure it'll get worse. I'm sure I know it'll get worse. I know for a fact it'll get worse. Unreal. They couldn't have made that easier. Oh, no. No, that's still going to be extremely painful. Thank you. And let me tell you, Outlands is no place for a pally. It is no place at all for a wee small pally uh, by, by himself. Because pallies are slow killers. They're real, they, they can do a lot of neat things. They're this uh, hybrid class. They're a hybrid class. Hybrid classes are messed up. But he's a slow killer. He, he takes his time. He'll get the job done. He just takes his time with it in comparison to 
other classes. He takes long time. And and that'll kill you out there. Taking a long time out there will kill you. And he's come really close so far. I'll, I'll let you know when he does get stepped on by the Reaver, though. I, I know. I'm not officially a 60 yet. I haven't been stepped on. And you can't get stepped on on purpose. It doesn't count. You must get stepped on legitimately. And then, then you're initiated. I almost did, though. That was... It was comical. It's almost you wish you had a camera rolling. It was comical. You're riding down the road. Ha! <gasps> so long, suckers! <laughs> and then you run into the feet. Oh, it was, oh, I had a small heart attack. It was it was gruesome. <laughs> but yes, uh, I haven't really had it. I haven't seen really any alliance out there. So I don't know if I'm just too wee, I'm too small to see any alliance yet, or what? I haven't seen any uh, roaming around Hellfire. They keep taking the towers. I know that, because it keeps saying, Alliance is taking the Overlook. I keep seeing this pop up every so often, but, and it'll be taken back. But I haven't, like, seen them yet. They haven't ganked my quests or anything yet. 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 I know it's a matter of time. Yes, Hellfire is, uh, <laughs> if you haven't been out there yet, you're in for a treat. It is, well, it's blessedly still different. It, it still holds that element to it of being different. Even though I've done it, it's still kind of new. And that's neat. We like new. New is good. Although, I'm pretty sure. I, I respect my wee pally. I respect it because you hit 60 and it's, well, it's, if you haven't done it by then, it's time to respect. Because that's what you do when you're 60. You respect. And I investigated. I went online and I looked. It's like, okay, well, we don't do enough instances that I, I need to be a heel bot yet. So I, I investigated different models of people who have put them up and have made their suggestions. And I, I leaned toward, and I was looking at some of this because it looks really neat. You start reading, you actually sit there and start reading these things. It's like, oh, you know what? That looks pretty neat. So I probably uh, don't have him spec'd correctly. I kind of lean toward retro. I don't know why. It just looked like it had a lot of neat things. And, and other people have suggested this is a good build if you want to go out and, you know, survive and do damage and all that. And I went, okay, what the hell? We'll give it a shot. So I respect him and I put some points into holy and some into protection and I dumped the rest into retro. I'm not liking it so far. And I really can't tell you what's different because not that much that I've noticed has changed. I haven't noticed that many changes, but for some reason I, I, I don't like it. I don't know why. I, I think I expected a little bit more, uh, probably because I'm not seeing any big changes. So I'm kind of expecting like a huge difference and I'm not seeing that. I think he's still incorrectly specced. So well, if you know a good uh, talent spread for a pally that is not holy spread, please uh, let me know. But I did actually go on a raid with my guild where I had to heal. I wasn't tanking. Our healer, who I have mentioned, who is an insane woman, uh, who I've mentioned, wonderful healer, but she's a bot, who, <laughs> her alt's up to 61 already. Need I say more? Okay, proof. Proof she's a bot. Anyway, running this, her other alt, we did Sunken Temple, and she wanted to run that character through, so said, can you heal? Sure, I had never done it before, but what the hey, let me give it a try. Never had healed before in that kind of situation where you are, you are now the healer. So I figured, well, I should probably learn how to do this. And it seems simple, but there's a lot of little stuff that unless you do it, you don't think of it. It doesn't become second nature. And that's kind of what I was going for. But I rose to the occasion and I went out and bought him an 
a healing set of armor. One, because, well, he needs new armor anyway. He's still filtering out of the 50 armor into the 60, which, wow, what a difference. Holy cow. You go from 50s to 60s in armor, and it's like, whoa, look at the increase on that sucker. Ooh. But he went out, and I was, I was looking specifically, though, for healing. Healing, intellect, something like that wanted not you know stamina strength I, w I was looking you know spirit intellect plus healing and i found one pretty cheap I, I pieced it together i don't think it's an actual set i think it just is all from the same type of armor the same name and i got it and i got it pretty cheap actually i didn't spend that much and i went all right you know if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it right we have you know our fighting armor we have our healing armor this way i'm set if i ever need to go heal again which i'm sure i will and I get it, and I try it on, and it's pink. This is a cruel joke. This is someone at Blizzard's really cruel joke. It's pink, and I don't mean like mod. It's it's pink. It's marbled freaking pink plate armor. I look ridiculous in this armor. I was embarrassed to be seen in this armor. I I'd rather run around in my yodel outfit than wear this armor. I was so mortified. It's pink, head to toe, pink. How embarrassing. How can they do that? You know, I bet the Alliance Paladin healing armor isn't pink. But their armor ain't pink. No. Blood Elves. Pink. What are you saying? Huh? You, you, you trying to make a point here about something? I'd like to know. But anyway, pink. It looked terrible. I still used it. A, I bought it. And B, yeah, it had great stats. But I was, I was a little mortified. By, by this pink armor here. It was kind of embarrassing. But he did, he did all right. He didn't let anyone slip through his fingers. He did okay. Actually, the cool thing I found out about healing as a pally is you can take a hell of a wallop. If something gets on a priest, I know the tank's job is usually to freak out and then go and pull him off the priest. Like, oh no, the priest, get him. But with a pally, it's like, go ahead, hit me. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, you, you knock yourself out and hit me. I'm going to go heal this guy over here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, oh, poison, really? You don't say. Oh, duh, it's gone. Nah, 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 nah. So you got a little bit. It, it, the plate's beautiful. Um, just gives you so much armor that you can stand there, and that's essentially what I was doing. I kind of put him on automatic pilot. Like, here, hit this when you're not healing, okay? There you go, buddy. And he would pull aggro off, you know, if hunters picked it up or something, he'd pull aggro off of them and hold on to it. And like, here, just, just hit these guys uh, while you're healing, because he can do that, and it's pretty cool. So it wasn't a bad gig. It wasn't too, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I, I didn't think I had achieved the bored look that our priest gets while she's doing the healing, but I think that will just come in time. That bored, yawn face that you can tell, even though her character's AV does not change, you can tell she's bored out of her socks. She is bored out of her little mind doing this. <laughs> I don't think I've achieved that look yet, but I, I'm sure in time I will. That is my adventure in Outlands thus far. Not terribly exciting, not quite what you were expecting, was it? Not quite the uh, excitement you were leaning on for. Unfortunately, I've been just kind of focusing on that and I haven't really had that much dealings with the Alliance, which in a way is kind of good. It's kind of nice uh, as far as the gameplay goes, just not having to put up with that. But as far as the show goes, it's like, oh, rats. I got no one to, like, chew out this <laughs> I got no one to sit here and ball at. Oh, man. So, uh, sadly, no alliance to, to tell you. However, however, I will say, I will, I will butter you up. 
we have some great stories that have come in from our listeners that we're going to read out at the end of the show. And they got some great stories about Alliance, which I can't wait to read to you. They're so awesome. So we will read these out at the end of the show and leave you hanging on the edge of your seat until then. But for now, we are going to take, yes, our first break away from pink paladins and their armor and getting stepped on by the reaver and other fun assorted things so and we're going to play you a, a little ditty that i have dug up let's see let's see how good how many older gamers we have out there who can tell me what this song is from so see if you can identify this piece
Oh, yeah. I love that piece. That was Stranger Things. I can't tell you who composed or performed that piece because I don't know. I can tell you it is from a game. Some of you may have heard it and said, oh, I know what that's from. Some of you may have heard that and said, ooh, that's, that's really familiar. And others may have listened and said, I have no clue. In any case, I'm not going to tell you what game it is until next show. If you, if you know or think you know what that piece is, send me an email, fthradio at gmail.com, and tell me if you can guess what game that song is from. I can tell you the game is probably 10, possibly older at this point, years old. Uh, it was on console and actually computer a while back, and it was a lot of fun. But that's all I'm telling you about it. That's it. So, actually, that piece is really good. If you listen to music while you PvP, that's a nice little ditty to put in. I, I find that's a good piece to, uh, like I said, I don't PvP often, but that's a good piece. If you listen to music while you PvP, that's a good one to have going in the background while you go running into a battleground or something. That's that's really a, a cool piece. So, anyway, let us know if you think you know or do know what game that's from and i'll probably get in trouble for airing that but i don't care that's a good piece it's a good piece of music so there we are and now it is time for coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as thunder bluff it's the view from the barn with your host big v big v Got an email not too long ago uh, from our friend Sauron on the Vosh server. Sauron writes, Big V, warlocks can be very scary. A little trinket that's known to screw them up is Insignia of the Horde. The trinket is expensive as it costs 2805 honor points, but at your level it shouldn't be hard to obtain. But it is hard to get when you're a level 29, like one of my twink dolls. All warlocks hate this trinket because it stops fear instantly, giving you the opportunity to beat the crap out of them. You know what? I'm always down for beating on a warlock. No offense to uh, a warlock in our guild, but uh, you know, if I can beat on one, I'm going to. They're squishy and they work off. Back to the email. The downside is that it has a two-minute cooldown. Most of my really good abilities, I think, have like a 48-hour cooldown. <laughs> So two minutes, hey, I'm down. Anyway, and in my opinion, this is the very first piece of BG or PvP gear that a character should get. Later on, when you're level 70, the Medallion of the Horde is the replacement for the Insignia Trinket. Have a good one and for the Horde. Soran from Vosh. Well, Soran, thanks for writing in, man, and you're absolutely right. That is a cool piece of gear. I had found out about it early on in my PvP days, but really just kind of... It went off my radar because I didn't think I was ever going to get 2805 honor points. But believe it, when I get there, I'm going to pick it up, beat on some warlocks. Thanks for writing in. Let us know how things are going with you post-patch. Just wanted to uh, let everybody know that if you go onto the auction house, go to the auction house in any of your major cities right now, for a limited time, you can get Boots of Avoidance. For get again. 142 gold, 50 silver, and 75 copper, courtesy of Banker Bobo. Oh yes, I hit level 58 after much fevered questing, you know, beating the crap out of cloaked, stealthed, you know, otherwise invisible rogue satyrs out in the fellwood, dodging the oozes and healing the plants and all kinds of 
bloody foolishness. Uh, only then to have to haul my cow butt over to uh, Winter Spring. You know what's in Winter Spring? There's purple snow in Winter Spring. They're things that don't occur in nature. They're fur bogs, which I'm only slightly less annoyed with than, say, an owl beast. Yeah, owl beasts, sorry, right up there with the gnomes. Not what at the level of a gnome, but pretty close. You run around and you got fur bogs. And then, what else do you have in Winter Spring? Yetis. That's right. You've got yetis. How many yetis do you have in Winter Spring? You've got a metric assload of yetis. And you know what? None of them have horns. None of them. And guess what? They don't have pelts either. That's silver. Well, you know, that's good. I'm not sure where they're keeping it because they have no pelt. But, you know, I'm glad they got some money, which is nice. And interspersed amongst the yeti are the bears. Bears that will just start running for no reason. You'll see them over there, and, okay, well, I'm kind of out of range of that thing, and the next thing you know, he's chewing on your leg. They just take off all of a sudden. I mean, seriously, it's like somebody hits them with a cattle prod. You know, it's there. I'm sure it's a stealth rogue somewhere that's saying, go, poke, and off they go. A night elf, probably. I'm sorry, I'm still having... I'm still needing therapy from that whole not elf thing. So, what was I thinking? Anyway, I, I spent the last few days just questing, grinding, killing anything that was in my path. I mean, I was running around with a hundred rage, just laying waste to everything. I mean, it, I looked like John Cleese in Monty Python and the, the Holy Grail. Here's a flower! Whack! Nothing survived. So, seriously, he cut a terrible swath of carnage through Winter Spring. Then he ran through. Uh, then he ran through the uh, tunnel where the fur bogs. But they're uh, a nice fur. Lived. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're nice-ish. They get nicer if you kill the evil bears. Yes, I did. I killed evil bears. And I actually got to the point where I was neutral with them. And, you know, if I'd have gone and planted a totem somewhere in there, then uh, they would have uh, talked to me. But I found Outlands, man. I really don't care what the fur bogs have to say. As long as they're saying goodbye, we're not going to have to see you again, I'm fine. Yeah, the first trip, in, the first trip into Outlands, that was a good time because you know the last time I was out in Blasted Lands, which really not too long ago, the last time I could see the Dark Portal, some fell thing with its fell thing pet chased me all the way back to the road. I think I may have mentioned that, but I mean I was hightailing it back to the road because this thing was it was not happy that I was uh, sneaking a peek at the Dark Portal. You go through the big you know, green, green Stargate there, and next thing I know, I'm looking at Big Demon and his wobbly guys just beating up on stuff. You look up, you see the, you know, you see the sky, which really isn't the sky anymore. You're just looking straight through the atmosphere, which just cool. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good time. It made me lose all interest in going to Silithus and the Plaguelands. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I don't think it would take much to make anyone lose interest in going to either of those places. Oh well, yeah, I mean, unless you're really just down with the Argent Dawn or really just building, you know, faction rep and such. Yeah, that's but, good because they do have some nice stuff. But... Yeah. But, yeah, I don't care. It's the Plaguelands. And, you know, it's all green and hazy, and there's undead stuff running around, and, yeah, it just yeah, wasn't. No, I, I <laughs> I've done it twice. 
I'm missing it. I've I've decided I'm setting my hearth at um, Thralmar, and I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go from there. So far, I've gotten a few, gotten a few of the quests done. Got one, which uh, it was the Fellspark Ravine, I think. Oh, you did that one. Yeah, I did that one. It surprised me too because I killed the wobbly guys, and they really weren't that big a deal as long as you got all the hell bores out from behind you. I mean, the last thing you really need is a big old side of pork chewing on your cloak while you're trying to kill a big wobbly guy. Yeah, it really doesn't help. And, you know, the hellbores don't go down easy. They just don't. I mean, and they, I mean, you say, you're a pig. I it's you for breakfast. It's a demon, actually. Hmm? It's technically a demon. What's it look like? It could look like a pig all at once. It's technically a demon. Hey, I didn't make this up. That's what it says. <laughs> if you look at it, it says demon. Stick an apple in its mouth. Do the hula around it. It's a pig. Seriously, you bring that thing down here, you know, that sucker's gonna that sucker's gonna wind up, you know, on a sandwich. Yeah, we'll smoke that thing. Anyway, yeah, you clear the hellbores out from behind you, and uh, the wobbly guys will go down. The one that scared the ones that scared me was, you know, the imp. Yeah, the imps. I, I was I was afraid of the imps. I was thinking, okay, I may have to may have to swallow some pride here and you know go back to Silithus. I just said, okay, look, I'll just if I'll you know, charge in, I'll just Leroy the thing and. And if I die, I just run back to my corpse. Now I'll just I'll just turn around, run, and pick a convenient place to die. You know, because sometimes it just comes to that. Yep. You realize after you've been dazed for the fifth time by the fourth mob that's chasing you that you know, really it's all just about dying out of harm's way, resin and being able to res in a good place. So anyway, I charged in. I did my blue stompy thing. <laughs> Half the imp's health was gone. I was like, oh, well, this might be doable. <laughs> they're not hard. There's just a lot of them all bunched together. Yeah, seriously, they're they're kind of thick, and there's three of them there. And uh, actually, I aggroed uh, one of the, what was it, the dread callers? Now, that's a demon. That's a demon. We'll call that a demon. Babe pig in the outlands? No, not a demon. Pig. But the guy with the, yeah, with the horn, you gotta have the horns, you gotta have the wings. That's a demon. He aggroed onto me as well, and I, I couldn't believe it. I actually took him down. Of course, I had three cream, I had a cream puff imp, and you know, two hell sprites there. <laughs> so you know, it's not like I was uh, duking it out with anything uh, terribly difficult. But anyway, so yeah, it's it's a nice change of pace out there. It's there's stuff there. I mean, there's a ton of stuff there. I mean, I got I was turning in a quest, and I got rained on, and a wobbly guy rained down on me. And uh, here I am. I'm just about to turn. I'm, actually, I'm about to turn in Fellspark Ravine. Actually, so I click on, and I'm looking at the rewards because all the rewards so far have just been. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was like, wow, I just bought something that wasn't this cool. And the next thing I know, my quest, <laughs> my turn in guy has disappeared. I've entered combat, and there's green wobbly guys falling out of the sky at me. Good grief. Apocalypse is upon us. The end is nigh. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe if I just get a head start. Oh, I can't get a head start. By then, I've already been hit by a wobbly guy. I go out, and nothing follows me. So pretty happy about that. Getting a lot of cash. Getting a lot of XP. And uh, really just liking it. I mean, the thing is, there's stuff out there, but it's different somehow. It's like everything is spread out. You know, it's open. 
whereas you've got those other desert places in Azeroth like Thousand Needles, which is desert and bunch of hills. You go out to you know Shimmern Flats and Tenaris, and it's all empty. But there's nothing there. So I mean, you've got I mean, there's Gadget Sand, there's the port, there's the pirates. Here's an instance in there somewhere. And there's and there's ZF. It caverns of time. Yeah, caverns of time. But that's old. Yeah, yeah. And ZF, and then all the bugs. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, and it's you just you just hop on your Kodo and just ride. And the only things you're gonna see are blister paw hyenas and um, scorpids and basilisks. The occasional fire balloon, which the only use for that I've found, by the way, is to make a philosopher's stone. They're good for greater fire potions if you know mages. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. And I don't know, I don't know any of those folks, so. Yeah, I'm not going to make it. So, yeah, there's stuff there, and you can see it's open, it's spaced out, it's wide open, but you can see over there that there's something I might want to go check out. Yeah. One thing I'll tell anybody who hadn't been there is um, evokers like to hide behind things, and they like to sit down, and they're the same color as the dirt. Really easy aggro. I mean, you'll just be beating up on an orc, and the next thing you know, you're getting hit by fireballs, and... Yeah, they don't go down easy either. (laughs) I'm not sure if they're wearing cloth or not, but it's not the same kind of cloth that I've worn. It's special cloth. It's evoker cloth. But I'll tell you, though... The uh, one thing that really kind of hit me is you're never far from the Reaver. I mean, it's like, this was beautiful. The first time I'm I'm sitting there and and killing orcs, which is really kind of counterintuitive if you think about it. They're evil orcs. They're evil orcs. I hear, and I start bouncing up and down a little bit. I'm like, hey, okay, why is the ground shaking? (laughs) And I turn around and look, and there's this thing making this noise. Okay, that's the Reaver. Okay, off we go. Makes a horrible noise, too. Oh, yeah, golly. It's worse than the dang T-Rexes out of Ungoro. And it always seems to somehow manage to find you. No matter where you run, it seems to just, like, keep slowly following behind you. It's Seriously, it's like the bad guy in a horror movie. I mean, it just walks slowly towards you, and, you know, there's no escaping. No matter how much you run, how fast, how quick, whether you've got, you know, a carrot on a stick, a leather rod and crop, a cattle prod up your Kodo's butt, you can't get away from it. I mean, here it comes inexorably towards you, and there you are just running, and you never get away. The only thing you can hope for is if he turns. For the love of all things good and right, turn! Have you been stepped on yet? I have not. I have not been stepped on. You know, I thought about, you know, just not getting out of the way just so I can have that over with, you know. Don't worry, it'll happen on its own. Yeah. Everyone gets stepped on. Believe it or not, you think, well, how can that happen? Because, yes, there is a lot of warning when he's coming. You know, the ground shaking. But not always. Sometimes the ground will start shaking and you do that 360. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you do the 360 and turn to see a big pair of feet right there (laughs) and go... Oh my. And of course, <laughs> usually it's when you're fighting something, like yeah. a Hellmore. And you turn around and see the feet, and there's just nowhere to go. You can't run from that at that point. It's just all over. Just give it up and die. <laughs> but no, I fl- I've flown to a couple of places out there, and um, the flight's not cheap, but it's proportionate. I'm finding. Okay, uh, if you fly from, let's let's take Fellwood, for instance. If you fly from, flying from like Blood Venom Post to Imp. Just the emerald post. You know, you've got the hidden fur bog quest giver across the road. Yeah. 
God, I ran around for 20 minutes looking for him, and there he was, just a <laughs> bear standing beside a tree. Hey, I've got a quest for you, but I don't have an exclamation point over my head. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and that fly, you can fly from winter, spring to there, but the fly between that, which is like seven steps, really, you know, seven big steps, and you get there. I mean, it's something like, you know, 48 gold, you know? I mean, it's ridiculous. I was going for the hyperbole. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and I flew, let's see, what did I do? I flew from one end of Azeroth to the other. I flew from Winter Spring, from Everlook, down to Gadget Sand. Oh, my God. It was like 33 silver. <laughs> but, you know, by George, there were these two quests. I was going to dump two quests. I was going to dump the quest in Gadget Sand. I had to deliver something. Oh, yeah, I had to go scare somebody with a mechanical Yeti. Oh, yeah. Which went, which alternated between being kind of cute and really kind of annoying. I was like, what am I now? FedEx for a freaking goblin? I mean, this is beneath my Tauren self. I have proud horns, and I'm delivering mechanical Yeti. Yeah, but you get three of them. Yeah. Now, if it were, if it were a pet, that'd be cool. But yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. If it was a pet, it'd be cool. But the other cool part is that it'll actually, believe it or not, in a desperate situation... You will get that Yeti out. <laughs> yes, you will, because it will fight. You will whoop out the Yeti. You will whoop out that Yeti. When you are desperate, you will whoop the Yeti out. You you snicker now. But you will find yourself in a situation, and you'll, go, you'll be going through your bags in a desperate attempt looking for a potion, and you'll see the Yeti. And what will you do? In a desperate you have been, you, you, and you see the thing come up on uh, beside your map. You've been Yeti whooped. Because yeah. <laughs> when you bring him out, he's your level. If you're level 59, he's 59. If you're level 65, he's 65. Nice. So you will whoop out a Yeti. Know, Anyone else out there snickering about the Yetis? I'm telling you. I, and, oh, I just got the thought. I always wondered what was in a can of whoop ass. And it's, uh, it's a Yeti. Yeti. <laughs> It's a mechanical Yeti. He's, he's, he's three feet tall and mad as hell. <laughs> and that was View from the Barn with Big V. And we thank Big V for sharing his wisdom and cow insight with us. Now, as responsible, mature players of World of Warcraft, I think it is our duty to bring forth questions that should have answers because someone out there will have an answer someone out there will know what the deal is what the situation is and i think it is our our duty as good players to bring up questions of this nature and pose them for all to hear and and ponder my such question is this where the hell did the electrified mummies in Outlands come from the Consortium, I think they are called. Where did they come from in, in the story of the Warcraft lore? They just are there. Now, they're interesting looking, that's for sure. In case you've never been to Outlands, I'm telling you, it's, if you get a mental picture, it's an electrified mummy. That's the only way to put it. They fight really funny too, don't they? They, they run on tippy toes and kind of do this weird... I don't even know how to describe it. They, they, they do run on really quick on tippy toes, though. It's, it's rather interesting. But where did these guys come from? I don't remember anything in Warcraft lore about electrified mummies showing up. 
Can someone tell me, please, where did they come from? Or did they just come from a bunch of guys sitting around smoking crack going, Hey, I know what you can do, man. This will be cool. We'll have electrified mummies. It'll be so slick. The colors. Where did this come from? If you know where these guys showed up from in lore, please let me know. I'm dying to hear this. I'm dying to hear the background story on these guys. That's just something that's been bugging me, actually. This is something that every time I see them, I'm like, okay, where did you come from? Okay, you have a quest for me. That's cool. But where did you show up from? Space Paladin Drain Eye. Okay, I'll swallow it. The Blood Elves were in the original Warcraft 3. Fine. Where do you fit in? I can't figure this out. So please let, send me an email, please, if you know. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we're talking a lot about Outlands in this episode, and I think it's because it's still really fresh. It's fresh for me because, as I mentioned, my pink paladin has hit 60 and hit Outlands, and Big V has done the same. He's not pink, though. So it's really fresh, and for me, it's fresh a second time, because I had already gone through this already with my main. This is kind of, in a way, it's old news, but in a way, it's, it's like, oh, yeah. And one of the things that come up with that is, and I've mentioned this, coming across quests. When you run an alt, you come across quests, and some of them you just go, oh, hell no. I'm not doing that again, no. Which leads me to a particular quest. And a qu um, yet another question for you. What quest in your experience in World of Warcraft do you feel is the most annoying quest you have ever done thus far? I can tell you, and if those of you who have done this will, will agree, you will agree with me. You may have blocked it out, but I'm going to say the name of it, and you're going to scream. Boiling blood. You're screaming right now, aren't you? You're wincing. Your your toes are cringing. You're just going, oh, God, not that one. Yes, that one. What a pain in the ass. I saw that come up. I had blocked it out. I had blocked it out until I came across it with my alt and went, I ain't doing this. No, no, I'm not doing it again. But of course I did. Of course I did. What a pain in the ass. Oh my god. For those of you, and, and what makes it such a pain is just how it's set up. Uh, um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear, well, that's pretty much been this whole episode. We've been talking about stuff in Outland, so if you haven't been out there yet, well, this whole episode's been a big spoiler, but hopefully not too bad for you. Still doesn't take away from just the sheer experience of going out to Outlands. It really doesn't. And this is just one of several billion quests you're going to do out there. So, you know what? Eh. In theory, it seems pretty simple. The, the general logistics of the quest require you to gather 12 boiling bloods from red orcs. These are the evil orcs lurking around. So you got to kill them and they'll have this blood on them. And you take the blood, you get 12 of them, you take them to this bubbling cauldron, throw it in, and you get a, a what, a, a purified blood or something like that. You do this 12 times, you bring it back to the quest giver. Simple, right? Sounds easy enough. Doesn't sound like it's too much of a trouble. Except, one, the blood does not drop well that's the first problem it doesn't drop terribly well to the area you got to get it from is real busy with orcs and a lot of them all want you know tons of pats walking around tons of, of mobs just close together so you get one you usually get two three four and you wipe out you wipe out four of them and nobody had blood on them it's amazing these these orcs have no blood it's amazing it's like the boars without lungs same deal it drops terrible second problem with this quest the respawn rate out in this area is unbelievably fast 
and I too fast, really, really ridiculously fast. Like you can't take a drink of water and eat a sandwich. Your character, I mean, before they're all back. It's a really, really fast spawn, respawn rate. Which some will say, well, that's good because it gives you. No, it's not good because again, they're so tightly compact. It, it's really hard because of that. It, it's like you never get a breather. You really never get a breather. You're, you're constantly, you know, on. Oh, it's it's very intense, very very intense. But if you manage after six hours to get these twelve little bloods, then you must go to the cauldron and throw them in one by one. When you throw it a blood into the cauldron, what happens next is it spawns. I think about ten scarabs. Those little bugs that you see. If you went to ZF, you've seen them. It spawns 10 of them. Now, those players, like myself, know the secret is to throw it in and back up. Because not all of them, a lot of them are neutral. But it's one of those things, if you start fighting the ones that aren't, or if you start fighting a mob near them, they all aggro. This can, And they're not a huge deal. They're like level 58. But when you have so many on you at once, it can be kind of a problem. Especially when you have like a, a, yet a, a respawn orc walk by and all of a sudden smacks you and aggro's all these bugs and every time you throw a blood in these bugs come and and re and show up and of course the best thing to do is just you know throw it in back up and be patient and wait until they're gone it takes about 30 seconds or so for them to vanish and go throw another one and that's not too bad so long as you get out of the way the hard part is again this respawn rate even if you cleared the area when you began by the time you're up to nine eight probably less seven even Seven, your seventh blood, they're back. Everything's back. Everything is grown back. And I said 30 seconds. So what is that? Two minutes? That's a two, three minutes. That's a fast respawn rate. That's really fast. So it's a pain. I vote Boiling Blood as the most annoying quest that I can remember right now in World of Warcraft. Let me know what you think is the most annoying one that you have encountered. That is just like, oh, oh, when I get this quest done, I'm going to punch the quest giver in the face. I'm going to take this boiling blood and shove it up their ass. That's what I'm going to do, okay? So let me know what you think about that. Actually, there was, while I was out there doing, there's a couple of quests in that same area besides boiling blood. All of them annoying. Just because, again, of the respawn rate there, it's really bad. Um, but while I'm fighting a mob, I'm trying to do the last of a chain to get to the boss, which requires you going past this cauldron. And there's, of course, a mob hiding behind the cauldron. And I'm fighting this guy and some doofus, I swear, this is an undercover alliance or a moron, one of the two, I'm not sure which. Who, now, like I said, if you're fighting something near these these scarabs, they're going to aggro. So I'm fighting this orc, because that's where it is, right by the cauldron. And I'm trying to clear it out of my way to move on to the boss. So what does he do? Does he lend assistance first off? No. Besides the fact that I just didn't have this mob, I had one respawn behind me and another one get pulled because I was 50 feet away and it went, hey, you. And it pulled. That's the other thing about this area. They got a really high aggro radius. They can, like, spot you a mile off and come charging. Oy. This orc... I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed this was a horde player. Ragnus of the Mandaron Militia begins his boiling blood quest while I'm fighting. Does he assist, by the way? No, he just takes the opportunity. Oh, you're fighting the mob. To start with the scarabs. Like, oh, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. So naturally, all these scarabs are coming out left and right. Now, I'm doing stuff. I'm trying to get rid of this guy. They start aggroing in on me. Does he help? No. So we, I think, got an undercover alliance with this dude. In fact, when I got done with my boss, he was still at this boiling blood thing. 
I really wanted to aggro mobs on him. I really, really, really did. I didn't. But I just wanted to get the hell out of there, actually. I was so fed up. It was like four hours in this place, the same place. It was terrible. So I just wanted to get the hell out of there. But I really wanted to aggro mobs on this guy because he was first. Okay, you don't have to help me. Nobody says you have to help another player. Is it common courtesy? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is common courtesy if you're running by and there are other players of your faction. And you know what? Even if they're alliance, if you are feeling so gracious, some people I know are just like, no, screw alliance. I don't care. But I've said this before. I don't look at it. An alliance, I don't look at as the, the player because, yeah, I'm going to say it. There are some alliance who are normal. Uh, these are the undercover hordes that are lurking about, by the way. They're actually horde. They just don't know it yet. They have not seen the light yet. Okay, but they do exist. They are out there. An alliance, when I'm calling someone an alliance, uh, because they usually a well a play alliance, but also they act like what we have all come across that doing this nonsense and deliberately aggroing mobs on you and and doing just you know standing there and laughing while you're getting your ass kicked instead of helping. That's an alliance. And for that reason, it's usually why when I'm running by, especially if I see other horde players, and I see other horde players, uh, there was actually while I was just starting in there was two warlocks coming you know obviously doing their little sets of quests and they had just finished up with a mob i actually helped them whack 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 you know take care of this final mob they obviously got a lot of aggro because both their healths were really down so i was cool i healed them i buffed them waved there you go and one of them actually made me a health stone which was very nice unnecessary but extremely kind to do and that's just what you do it's it's nice to do makes you feel good especially when the people appreciate it it really makes you feel like oh thank you i like that i don't mind helping out anyone like that especially if they appreciate it if they you know thank you this one actually cheered me so that that brought a smile to my face and did not have to give me a health stone and she did so that was really cool did I get her name? No. But, you know, it's just, just common courtesy. So, no, this guy, did, this guy did not have to stop his quest and help me with the mobs. However, it would have been nice. I mean, I'm, I, I, it's not like I was off. I was right in his face. I'm right there fighting. He comes literally running up and starts doing the, you know, the wheelie thing with the quest. Uh, you know, you get your little wheelie thing over something that you're using and you go into your little shimmy motion there and starts like, oh, you're a jerk. Anyway i'm gonna bring up this has nothing to do with anything by the way i'm jumping all over the place because well i am topics that i've been wanting to talk about but i'm kind of this is the what do they call it potpourri i'm gonna throw it all in this section right now tanks who can tell me pop quiz who can tell me what a tank does please because i've seen i've seen tanks and i've seen other people in groups who don't know apparently what a tank is supposed to do there is actually i'm going to link it on the website i'd give you the name like of this link but it's on youtube and as you know it's like really long names on youtube what it is it's a tanking guide it's six parts that some guy in australia or something uh did he plays a good gnome we will forgive this because he has a cool accent for one and two because he clearly knows what he's talking about and has actually good advice for anyone who wants to be a tank who is a warrior and tanking i really recommend you check this guy out he did six little parts each about six minutes long we'll forgive that he's a good gnome like i said cool accent kind of overrides that a little bit okay and that he seems to have a sense of humor so we'll we'll look the other way on that one but i'm curious and because even he said he made these videos because he was going, uh, I don't think 
Even tanks know what they're supposed to be doing. And it's not, it's just no one's showed you. I mean, for the longest time, I kind of winged my hunter. You know, I had a general idea, but as far as maximizing her potential, it took someone to say and offer advice to me, which actually, I brought this up last show. It was actually uh, my old, old guild. It was a 16-year-old who was an excellent hunter, fabulous hunter. The only hunter I ever knew who was a hunter less the pet he had a pet he just never used it it was weird he didn't like using the pet when he fought solo just didn't like it so he didn't use it he gave me some advice and it's kind of weird when you're trying to offer advice to to people especially of if you're in the same class as you because you almost feel like i know i do you don't want to step on anyone's toes you, you know i never want to be the person to say well you should play your class like this because that's not what i'm saying you know, play your damn class however the hell you want to play it but when it when you're playing a, here's the catch to that though when you're playing your class badly you endanger a group you can endanger the group now everyone makes mistakes a group will wipe that's a given if you walk in thinking we're never gonna wipe you are some disillusioned players you're gonna wipe you're gonna have bad pulls someone's gonna make a mistake all of this is forgivable playing your class badly or having a bad moment with your class hitting <laughs> hitting aggressive on your pet for instance is a bad thing but it happens doing it continuously is you don't know how to play your class and that's when it starts to get awkward because playing it, it, you start to go oh god you don't want to say nobody wants to say anything you i mean i know some people have well have no problem saying something <laughs> some people will just go hey you suck but some of us like me you don't want to you know you never want to offend somebody you never want to make them feel bad you want to offer though constructive criticism but some people can't take constructive criticism because people just can't take it and it's frustrating when you're in a group with this person and you see them screwing up over and over and over again and you want to just go ah and go look don't do that but on the other hand it's like oh damn it's it's you know you have that i do like i said some people have no problem going up and going you suck stop it <laughs> but i got a problem doing that because again you I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And by, by all means, I never want to tell anyone, play your class however the hell you want. Just don't endanger the group. But one of the important things about playing your own class is knowing what everyone's role in a group is. And the one role I have found which is so misunderstood is the tank. Have I ever played a tank outside of my paladin who's really not a tank? He's more of an off tank. He has done it. The answer is no. I've never played a warrior. I'm one of those people I've watched. I've watched what they do in a group. I don't just kind of like pick my nose and wait until, okay, shoot. I, I, I watch the other classes mainly to see. It's like, well, what do you do? And that's important to know whose role generalized it's almost like i know what they're supposed to do i just don't know how they do it i know what a tank is supposed to do how they achieve this i have no clue what a tank is supposed to do which i think is the most thing that a lot of people they get confused with a warrior because a warrior is a huge you know it's got plate it it can use all these assortment of weapons it can do a lot of damage but when it's tanking all it's supposed to do is hold the target that's it 
it's not supposed to like bring it down so low. I mean, it obviously it's going to hit him. He's going to hit him in the head. And if given enough time, yeah, I'm sure he can bring it down. But the main job of a tank is to hold a target and keep it away from the group. That's it. It's up to DPS, the rest of us, the hunters, the mages, the warlocks, the shaman, to go, you know, the rogues, paladins, the DPS group, to go in and do the damage. That's not the tank's job. So when you pull aggro off a tank... It's bad. One thing, I'm going to tell you a story. And I've mentioned in Crazy Insane, uh, God Mode Kid, Lunatic Guild Leader. But he did do one thing once, and I do agree with him on this one point because it was frustrating. You shouldn't have to tell a group of people, especially a group of people you have raided with for months. 40 people, every single time a target is hit, you should not have to say, wait for Sunders. Those were the three words repeated the most in this ra- in any raid we did. Wait for Sunders. And you know why they keep having to repeat it? Because someone would always hit it. Wait for Sunders. Why? Well, because that's going to solidify aggro to the tank or the off tank. Like I said, now how that's achieved, I have no clue. All I know is those are the three words you heard constantly. Wait for Sunders. And it had reached a point once in Molten Core and I understand his frustration because I would feel it. Because of course I'm standing there with my thumb on my butt as a hunter waiting to shoot and I'm not shooting because it's like, look at the little picture. You see the little picture when it looks like it has a Z? That's when you go. Wait for Sunders. A very simple thing to do and people could not do it. It was terrible. And he got so frustrated once that people were not listening that he told all tanks, stop. He told all healers, stop, and said, go ahead. You want to kill this thing and not listen? Go right ahead. You kill it. You want to tank it? Go right ahead and tank it. This thing would not stay still. It was one of those big, if you went to Molten Core, one of the big rock giant guys, the really huge ones. It was one of them. Go ahead. And this thing wouldn't stay still. It would run to the warlock. It would run to a hunter. It would run to a mage because everyone's pulling aggro. Left and right, left and right. Everyone's pulling aggro. And it damn near killed the group. And it was only like when majority of the group had wiped in this pitiful attempt to bring this thing down that he's like, all right, go back in. Healers, tanks, go back in before we completely wipe. But I do understand that lesson. And I know why. Do you think it helped? No, it didn't help. Very frustrating. So don't pull aggro from the tank. And if you do, fix it. Every class has a way to lose aggro. You ever hear the phrase, run to the tank? If you pick up aggro, what are you supposed to do? Three words. Run to, a four words, sorry. Run to the tank. Don't keep it for yourself. You, if you aren't, you don't have a W in front of your class, and I don't mean warlock. You know, if you're not a warrior or a pally or, you know, druids can get away with it too. In bear form, even, even in how bear form, some druids I've known can get away with it. But if you're not an off, an, an off tank, if you're a clothy, a hunter, a mage, a priest, stop. It's a very simple thing. Hunters have no excuse to keep aggro. When you get to a certain level, hunters have zero excuse because you got that feigned death which personally I love, but it's an instant aggro wipe. Wipes it out completely. Instant aggro wipe. Unless, of course, it didn't fall for it. Not too much. Most stuff will fall for the feigned death, and at least it'll wipe your aggro. Sometimes it doesn't work, but for a lot of times, it will work. And I know Hunter because, again, I play it, so I know how to shake it off. I've picked up aggro. I mean, because sometimes Hunters can crit really nice. And it's great, but it also, like, if you hit this thing hard enough in the head, it's going to turn and look at you. And go, hey, you just hit me in the head. Why'd you do that? And go after you. If you pull a target, you're supposed to do that hunter-warrior switch. To those, see, I, I will try not to offend, but pulling. 
Here's another topic. Polling. Very simple. It's an art form. I, mean, I have called it, yes, I'm, I'm glorifying this a little bit much, but honestly, polling it can, is an art form. It really is. It requires really good eye-hand coordination and an eye for knowing what the NPC is going to do. It's knowing when... you got to wait sometimes. Sometimes you got to be patient with hunters. And I know it's kind of that trade because especially in a group, warriors don't want to lose their rage. But on the other hand, you got to wait for the hunter to pull it so you're not... So you're going to pull one if you can. Sometimes you can't help it. You're going to pull two just because that's how they're up. They, they're tied that way. One shot. One shot. When you get the shot, one shot. Click away from the thing. Lose completely. Just click away. Click away from the target. Don't even have its little picture up on your screen. And the hard part is you got to stand there now and let the tank take it from you. And trust in the tank and not hit it again. Don't hit it again. You're, when you're, the, the point behind pulling is not to do damage yet. The point is to get it away from the majority of the group so you can take it down solo. That's it. One shot. That's all you need. Not even a distracting shot. You just put it on auto shot. You know, pick up a rock and throw it at the damn thing. You don't even have to hit it. You don't even have to hit it. You can miss and it'll have your attention. It'll be on you and go, hey, you just threw an arrow at me. You missed, but hey, come here. I want to have, have a word with you. Come here, come here, come here, come here. And it'll walk over to you or run and want to have a word with you. If you keep hitting it, it's going to want to have a lot of words with you. You only want it to have one. You only want to have it come over to go, why'd you hit me in the face with a coconut custard pie with whipped cream? It's up to the tank at that point to get it off you. This is why it's hard because sometimes the tank may take a minute, a minute, not a minute, a second or two. And you got to stand there in your mail, which you can handle fine. Resist the urge to hit it back. Now, a tank should be able to pull this off you pretty easy. If you only hit it once, the more you hit it, the worse it is. Because the more you hit it, it's like you keep pissing it off more and more at you. You don't want it pissed off at you. You want it pissed off at the tank. That's its job. That's the tank's job. It wants people to be pissed off at the tank. Tank says, I want everyone in this dungeon pissed off at me. Just not all at once. That is my suggestion for pulling one shot, back up, let the tank intercept, and take it. You only want hit it with one shot, the tank will have no trouble getting it off you. None. Now, what I know is hard is the game automatically targets again, especially if it hits you. And you start going into automatic pilot, you have to click away. You gotta watch that and keep yourself you gotta go keep yourself at bay and don't hit back until tank has aggro. Then go to town. Knock yourselves out. Aim shot, multi-shot, knock yourself out. You pick up aggro, feign death. Let the tank have, let the tank do it. Let the tank do their job. That's their job. Their job is to hold it steady so you can do all the damage. What a, what a fun job, huh? And, I, and I've seen it just like passing through. Like going and you see a group of people and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> let the tank have aggro. Now that's anti-Ed's helpful hint. I'm pulling. More to come, as I think of it. But yes, I know, it's, it's tricky to... You don't want to tell someone how to play their character. I never want to tell someone how to play their character. But if it's in danger of screwing things up really badly, like, hmm, how to broach this? Um, um, oh crap. <laughs> but yes, I, my mentor, my hunter mentor, was a 16-year-old who I am extremely grateful to because he... And it wasn't that I was playing it badly. Because he said, you're not playing the class badly. It's just you could be doing better at it. And here's how. And and I was all, you know, he was a little wary about approaching me because by this point he knew I was like old enough to be you know, his real aunt um, at this point. And, you know, especially for a young kid doesn't want to say to 
an adult, hey, you're doing this wrong. So please try to give, you know, if you are open to suggestion, please let people know, hey, you know, and, and constructive criticism, not you suck. That's not constructive. That's not constructive at all. Oh my goodness, I have gone on. I got off on a tangent on this. I've gone off on a tangent. My goodness. We are going to take a break because I have gone off on a tangent. So we are going to take a break and play something for you. I, I, we're, we're going to play a song. And uh, hopefully it is a happy, pumped up little, little song for you to kind of boogie down with. So enjoy.
And that was Weird Al Yankovic and Hardware Store. I played that for a reason. And the reason was because, in my opinion, that song was made into a machinima. One of the best I have ever seen. Done. It's an older one. If you, if you Maybe you haven't seen it. I don't know. If you have, you, you immediately thought of Gadgetson when I played it for you. But done by Sleg, who was a 60 rogue. See, that's what you used to do when you were 60. You hit 60, and you raided, and you made videos, and that was all you did. And he made, I, I think, the one of the best World of Warcraft videos, music videos, I've ever seen to that song. We are going to link it up for you on the website www.forthehorridradio.com He also did another fun one, World of Whatever. If you've ever seen it, it's it's harder to find. Uh, I don't know what happened. It kind of you can get it on YouTube. I think I think you can still find it on YouTube. But also just a lot of fun. Very well done. Highly recommend you check it out. And if anyone knows this guy, tell him we the salivating dogs hunger for more. Do another one, please. They were great. So, here we are at the the last section of our show, and in a conversation with Big V during uh, the recording of The View, he, as you heard, had his first email, which is really awesome, and said, well, do we call this section anything? And I said, why, yes, we do. We, we, we call it emails, is what we call it when we have emails to read. That's pretty much it. It didn't seem to have enough flair, so you know what? We, we added something here. To give it more flair. Reading of the email. There. It sounds more majestic, doesn't it? Sounds far more majestic. Anyway, yes, it is time for reading of the emails. We have some emails to read. This comes to us from our friend Sauron on the Vash server. He says, Big B's story about the undead priest in the battlegrounds is awesome. I was on the floor laughing so hard while listening to it. Thank you both for bringing some laughter into my life. You two are the best. Thank you. That was great. Yes, that had me laughing too. That was a good one. So thank you so much for sending that in and so glad you're liking the show. We have uh, another email. And this comes to us from Steve Caesar on the Moonrunner server. And he writes, uh, Dear Auntie Ed, hope you're feeling better by the time you get this. Thank you, I am. I totally agree with you on hunters. I got a hunter in my guild who can't play his class. And as a hunter, it drives me crazy. We grouped today, and I had to leave the instance because throughout the entire instance, he had the aspect of the pack on so every time our tank got hit, he was dazed, and our tank only knew that I was a hunter, so I got unnecessary blame. Don't that figure. You are so right about alts. My first year and a half, I couldn't stay with one character for more than 20 levels. My hunters, my only and my first ever past 40. It's a personal best. To later take care and tell Big V hi for me. We need UC Horde back. I'll make one with him too. That is from Steve Caesar with the 8th Sin Guild. And he notes it's a new guild his friend Exlon got him into. And he's a cool 15-year-old. So thank you, Steve Caesar, for sending that in. That is awesome. We have, uh, we, we got another one. We actually have a couple from this listener, which is awesome. This comes to us from Mage Magic. He writes to us, I have a story for hating the Alliance. So there I was, starting off my Warlock Gnome. Now, you are thinking, what disguise a gnome? 
Well, the reason I am a gnome is because I have been every class except them, and I want different quests to start with. So anyway, I was helping an alliance with a quest. He kept dying, but that's not part of it. Anyway, he leaves to do the other quest, and I see a treasure chest. So I start fighting the guys around the chest. Right when I get to the last guy, this other alliance comes up and takes the chest. I was so in shock. I am the one that clearly deserves the chest and clearly wanted to disenchant and get the linen, and he comes and just takes it. I said, hey, I had that. I worked for it. I deserve it. And he just goes away. Now that is just rude. And the thing is, there was an item I could have disenchanted and there was linen. I was pissed. So I whispered to him, hey, why did you take that chest? No response. So I whisper again, no player named. But my main is a mage troll, only 41, and I have an alt blood elf, level 32. Can I, t I said this very early on, alliance eat their own. And this just proves my point. They don't care. They don't care. They do that nonsense. It's terrible. And I can't believe you were trying to, for a no, good for you, because I can't even get that far. I can't even make myself click on being a gnome. So good for you, Mage Magic, that you actually gave it a shot. And I understand you want just something different to look at. That's completely understandable. Your main is Horde. Yes. He continues. I'm not addicted to alts. However, my brother, somehow Horde, has eight characters on our server that me and my bro play on. The most which is Bone Shewer. I have only two on that server. He has about 10 other alts and plays them to about level 29 to PvP. Now there's a person who is addicted to alts and is still making them. He is also one of these guys that will not really yell at my mom, but will want to play as long as he can. But when no one is home except me and him, he will have these meltdowns where he will actually cry at the computer and slam the keyboard multiple times. Are you ready for his age and mine? Drum roll, please. He is 17 and cries at the CPU, and I am 14 and laugh when I die because of how stupid I was to do whatever I did. My friends all hate my bro for his addiction and for the fact that he takes one shower every week. Ew, his hair gets all greasy and just no. And I also have a question. When do your new episodes come out? Embarrass your siblings here at For the Horde Radio. We'll be happy to do it for you. <laughs> Man, that is an addiction. That is such mage magic. That guy, your brother has, you know what? Get to 18 and, and go to college. That's my advice for you. Uh, in answer to your question, our episodes come out every two weeks. We aim for Sunday. So every two weeks on a Sunday, foregoing any technical or otherwise difficulties, we, we try to put them out pretty regularly. Thank you for sending that in. And thank you for embarrassing your sibling here on our show. But he also, also Major Magic sent us another email. And this is a cool story. Some episode ago, you talked about the power of teamwork. Well, there was a level double question mark in town and a lot of level 10 to 30s. So I try to kill him first and I die, which is okay. But when I res, I start realizing that his health is going down really fast. So I remember what you said about the level 70 being around, but there was not one there. The highest level was a level 30. How cool is it that your Getting Its Gears Running podcast made an Alliance 70 die and not come back? I think that's awesome. And I've said, you know, power of the people. Don't be afraid of the double question mark because enough of you, he's got to kill you guys one at a time for the most part. You only have one target. He has several. Gang up on them. Do not be afraid of the double question marks. Go for it. 
That is awesome. Thank you so much, Mage Magic, for sending that in. That is fabulous. We have another email from, and I hope I say your name right, Chen Gaijin on the Blade for server. Who writes? Well, I was talking to an NPC for a quest in Gadgetson Tanaris. Some punk level 44 night elf druid by the name of the Heretic from the Dragon Guard Assembly Guild on the Blade Fist server. So he walks up to me and does the rubs up against you and farts emote. I ignore his immaturity. He then proceeded to use slaps you across the face emote. Where does he get off farting on me and slapping me being a complete stranger? So I ignored him. I finished my business with the NPC and turn around and who do I see but this jerk at the gates on his mount facing away from me. I thought to myself, oh hell no, I am not going to let this punk get away from it. I'll admit, you and your great show were the reason I thought of this. I was listening to episode three and I was listening to your opening story. I digress. So I proceed to go up to him and challenge him to a duel. He turns around and accepts. I was using my 49 undead warlock. So I won and it was great. The only thing greater than that was that he only got me to 93 health before he lost. Sweet, sweet victory. I truly feel as if I have taken a step towards showing these Alliance punks who really runs the Bladefist server. That is awesome. Good for you. That is a great story. Thank you so much for sending that in. And he would also like to give a shout out. A shout out to his fellow officers from the Infernal Legion Guild on Bladefist server. To Dargogoth, Trollsky, and Dullin. Dargogoth and Trollsky, actually you've heard uh, send in emails on the show before. They have given us shout outs as well. And I apologize if I got your guild name wrong. Uh, for some reason I had it down as the Burning Legion. So I apologize if I got your guild name wrong. Sorry. But it is the Infernal Legion. So big shout out to you guys from Chengaijin on Blade Fist. Awesome story. Thank you so much for sending that in. That was great. Those were good. Those were awesome stories too. This is another awesome story. We had just some... I, I had no opening story. Everyone else did. It was great. Auntie Head had no opening story really this week about any alliance because obviously they were going after everyone else and thank you everyone for getting these into us because these need to be shared. This comes to us from Boba Fett from the Perseverance Guild on the Exodus server and he writes I shouldn't say he that that's biased I apologize if you're if you're a she Boba Fett writes there we go two or three weeks ago I was questing with two of my guildies Kathanks by a blood elf priest and shadow frost an undead priest in the blasted lands I was on my alt a BE hunter Boba Fett we were out killing tons of boars without livers and ballasts without brains sigh all of a sudden we see a hunter's mark over our heads I switched to tracking humanoids and tried to locate the alley that had the misfortune of daring to target me I turned to see three skull hunters needless to say my friends and I were due for a meeting with an angel if that had been it it would have been okay but we were dealing with a lions we get back to our bodies in res only to find that one of the hunters has decided to camp our bodies after killing us three times it seems he was not going to stop what to do what to do shadow frost and i were on alts so we decide enough's enough it's time to bring in the big dogs we get on our mains 
Shadow's mains a 70 hunter and mine is a 70 rogue. And Kathanks Bai plays bait, taunting the hunter and occasionally sacrificing himself. Shadow Frost's main was in Strangle Throne Vale and my guy was in Shatrath. I fly down to the dark portal while Shadow flies into Swamp of Sorrows. Shadow gets to the hunter first. Before he can attack, this hunter mounts up and runs for the portal. Mistake! I come through the dark portal, mount up, and now this alley is running right to me, but he doesn't know it. He's running down the road, and I stealth. I finally get a look at this guy, and oh my god, he is only level 66. He's running straight at me like his life depends on it. Just when he thinks he might get away. Cheap shot, backstab, backstab, kidney shot, backstab, sinister strike, blind, backstab, and eviscerate. Shadow shows up and chastises me because he couldn't get in on the kill. I said, it's okay, you can kill him next time. Shadow goes around the corner and hides while I stealth, waiting for this guy to res. He reses, mounts up, and instead of going for the portal, which is an eyesight, he heads back to the alley town. Another mistake, because with my riding crop, there is no way he makes it there before me. We chase him down and kill him right in town and then proceed to kill everything else in sight. Now, I am not an advocate of camping someone and killing them mercilessly, but this guy had it coming. We must have spent 20 minutes killing this guy. So, Ransor Ninjax from the Exodus server, next time you want to go ganking lobies, remember, some have friends in high places. Awesome! Awesome! story. Big shout out to you and the Perseverance Guild on the Exodus server. That is awesome. All these stories are awesome. I couldn't believe how many we were getting this time around. It was great. All these great Alliance stories. Thank you everyone so much for sending them in. If you have an Alliance story or even a Horde story, because sometimes we all know there are undercover Alliance sneaking around his Horde, please send them in to us. You can email us at fthradio at gmail.com we still have a phone number if you are so inclined to call. Call in line is 206-888-3130. Also, please don't forget, Big V has his email too, biggestv at gmail.com. And I actually have a personal shout out I'd like to give. A couple weeks ago, actually the last time I put the show up, ever since, for those of you who remember my encounter with iTunes, every, to- every single time I put a show up, I check just to be sure it's loading correctly. When I loaded the last show, I saw someone had left us a review, and by that point, the show was already up, and I went, oh, because I usually like to give shout-outs to those folks for writing us very nice reviews. And this shout-out goes to Supergoo, who wrote us a fabulous review on iTunes, and I cannot thank you enough. For the Horde Radio, thanks you so much, Supergoo, for putting that out. Thank you, thank you. Big shout-out from Annie Ed. So, that uh, pretty much concludes our show. Actually, no, it doesn't. No, yes, it does. Okay, that pretty much concludes our show. Thank you to everyone for listening and for sending the, uh, all your emails and all your, your cool stuff in. Please keep them coming. We love getting, we love hearing from you and seeing how you're all doing. And we hope you tune in again in another two weeks from Sunday, two weeks from today, for another Alliance Pounding, Reaver Squashing, Outlands Questing episode of Horror Horror Radio. <laughs>
play outtakes for you at the very end of the show, but I wanted to do something a little special and different this time. As Big V has told you, he entered Outlands, and I was present for this historical event, and unbeknownst to him, I was recording. I wanted to share with you, our listeners, a couple of excerpts from from that adventure of big v's entrance into outlands and a couple of interesting encounters we had thereafter so enjoy okay we ready yep you psyched yeah buddy all right Okay, through the dark portal. Okay, I gotta read this. Okay, the dark looms silent after stopping the demonic assault. You already know this. I'm not gonna read it to you. Savage war, grim pleasure, battle the fiends. Report to wank, wank, wank. Okay, let's accept that. Okay, cool. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty, here we go. Through the green glass. Okay, hang on, hang on, wait for it, wait for it, feel like I'm going, feel like I'm in Stargate, alright, here we go, and I'm on the screen now, uh, yeah, I'm on the, uh, Stair of Destiny, I'm a Shadow now. Oh, give it a sec to catch up, takes a few seconds. Okay, alright, I'm back, and, wow, that's pretty cool. Come over here to the Stairs of Destiny. Okay. The hell is that thing? Oh, that would be a big pit that would commander. Pit commander. Holy sh Moo. Is he dancing? No, he's attacking. Oh good, good. Anybody in particular? He, yeah, everyone up front here. Oh, okay. Well there's the big ass uh wobbly guy. Yeah, holy sh Moo. <laughs> this is great. Oh uh, Christ, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Oh sh Running back, running back, <laughs> running, running back, <laughs> running away. Running. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then look at him. Look at him. He's like circling. Like a it's freaking like a shark. shark. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Pull him back. I'm watching him. He's coming. Okay. Now he's. <laughs> Good oh, God. God. What is this? Jaws? <laughs> oh, fudge. Oh, oh, crap. Oh, God. Now let's take it. Okay. Oh, he just did a spine break on my ass. Okay, I'm sundering. Yeah, I uh, hit me with a heal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it on the potion, so. Right. No, I got you on the heal. Don't worry about it. We got you. We got you. Let's see. I just continue to work on him. The 60 for Okay, there we go. All right. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Hang on. We got you. Hang yeah. on. Oh, we're going to use secret weapon. And we got to respawn. We. They're running over here. <laughs> Oh, hell. Uh, <laughs> He's coming after me. Lovely. Okay. Um, leaving. Leaving? Sounds no, I said like leaving. Good... I'm oh, leaving. <laughs> he just smacked me in the head. Where the hell are you? God, will he not die? Oh, the Here. humanity. Oh, the of... sunders are gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to add them all again. <laughs> oh, let me taunt this guy. Hey, come here, you bastard. Oh, let me okay. try to get rid of this bastard. Come oh. here, you. Oh, hey. no. 
We just threw <laughs> one. Okay, Leaving. they're all over me. They're like Leaving. stink on schmoo. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving. What a good idea. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's we excellent. bubble. We run. <laughs> <laughs> if it hadn't been for the ads, we would have had him. Yeah, we would have. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got two ads at a really bad time.